Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from far and from wide and from anywhere in between, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Got another exciting agenda planned out for you all today. I'm going to be joined by a couple of more MLW rooks who were drafted in this year's draft class, as well as breaking down the highly controversial and highly debated preseason power rankings. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Mr. Agner, a pleasure as always. How are we doing tonight, Tom? Doing good, doing good. Uh, long weekend, beautiful weekend. I hope it was nice on the uh, on the East Coast as well. It was nice. It was. Uh, finally, the weather's coming around a little bit, catching some rays. You know, maybe a little sunburn here, here and there, but. Really excited that the weather's turning around. That's huge. Yeah, it did kind of dip back down immediately, as in today, Monday. But Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, it was 80 degrees both days here in Michigan. And I got a, I got a question for you, Jack. And other people, feel free to DM me and weigh in on this, too. But as someone from the Midwest, as a Michigander who, you know, is inside from, you know, December to March or April, usually in sub-freezing temperatures, you know, cold, your, your skin's covered and whatever. And I'm a fairly, I'm a fair skinned guy, you know, I'm a Polish, mm-hmm. kid, Polish kid, you know, I, I don't have a, I'm a pretty, pretty pale fellow. So, um, I feel like no matter how much sunscreen you put on, on your really, your first day out there in the, in the heat, in the summer heat, like we had this weekend, I mm-hmm. really don't think it's avoidable, the sunburn, because it's every single year I don't burn. Okay. Lately I have been burning more often. But I maybe just, I don't know, as I've gotten older. But I swear, like, some days in the summer, I won't even put sunscreen on. And, like, my arms will get tan. Yeah, and I'll get a farmer's tan. But I won't burn. Whereas, like, the first day out of the year, I will lube myself with sunscreen and, like, apply multiple times. But no matter what, I'm red. It's just, like, your skin is yeah. not adjusted to it yet again. Yeah, I I have an eternal battle with the sun uh, going on throughout my life. I, I I'm the same as you. Like, I have very fair skin. I think really just that first day is about like managing how much time you're in the sun um, because you really just want to like, I know it's like it's been so long and you want to soak up all the rays, but it's important to get a little bit of a base there. Cause when you go from just being cooped up all winter, you know, you, you're, you're, you look like an albino basically. And then you, you go out there, you're just, it's, it's inevitable. You could put on an entire, uh, an entire bottle of sunscreen. I think it, the same thing would happen. It really. So you got to build up a base. Yeah, it really is inevitable. Um, Sunday yesterday, we were outside. I was with Kyle, and I was like, "Dude, we need to leave like right now because I'm gonna be fried." And he's kind of like <laughs> laughing at me. He's like, "Yeah, I get burned too." And then I sent him a Snapchat later in the day of me in the mirror, and he's just like, "Geez, man." I'm like, "I told you, bro. It's yeah. impossible to avoid." Um, but anyway, and for those of you who are like, "Oh, if you're Polish and you know Polish names, you're like Tom here, Coughlin's not a Polish last name." I'll let you know that my uh, my my family my mother's maiden name, if you go back far enough, is uh, Piaskowski. So I'm I'm very Polish. So there you go. But enough about me. Enough about my fair skin. Um, let's talk some whiffs, Jack. We are we are almost in the belly of the beast of the MLW regular season. It is approaching very quickly. We actually played uh, spring training this last weekend, so that'll be up on the channel this Friday. Um, the 2022 trailer dropped, which was super hype. I'm sure you watched that. Was, that. that was so sick. It literally gave me chills. I told you to get the blood pumping. That's what I promised you guys. Yeah. That's exactly what it did. And um, yeah, I love that video. Fire. Great job by Kyle once again. And then uh, we also released the MLW preseason power rankings. And now we do this yep. every year, and we release power rankings throughout the year. But man, 
we got a lot of fans who are in a tizzy about where their teams are at in these power rankings. So um, let's just get into it a little bit, Jack. Yeah. Of course, let me give you guys a quote from Mr. Schultz himself, as in Kyle Schultz, who said that everyone always reacts to these, and he's like, it's just preseason. It's so hard to depict what's going to actually happen. So take it with a grain of salt. And yes, I agree with him. Um, uh, for me personally, I'll give you guys my rundown because I gave Kyle my list too, bef- and then we kind of consolidated a bit. Um, really, the only things that I had different than what he had is I think I had the Mallards and Eagles flipped around, and then I think I I think really? I, I think I actually had I had Mallards. This is yeah I don't know what was that? maybe I didn't know maybe I had Mallards and Magic switched around. I know for mm-hmm. sure we had the same top three and we had the same bottom three, and I think. Four, five, six, Kyle and I were shuffled around. So overall, I like these power rankings. I know people are really upset about a few things, but to me, just based on last year's performances and as well as the draft class, I think um, overall you can't be too upset, but a lot of people are mad. Let, let me hear your take on it. I mean, I would just say to the, the people that are upset out there, like the difference in these power rankings between the one team and the eight team is like so small, like to make these power rankings is, is virtually impossible. Like you said, to actually predict like what's going to happen, like how it's going to end up, like it's impossible. So, you know, if you're, if you're a D backs or a wildcats fan, you, you pretty much could have expected that you're fine with that and happy. I think you could say the same thing about the Gators and the Eagles. I would have also had that top four, um, and then like, you know, the b- bottom four, it's kind of like, you know, you, the Mallards picked up a huge, huge piece in the draft. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you think that's going to translate, but still a rookie, um, magic didn't have anyone in the draft, but we, you know, you kind of saw how we finished last season strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so another solid team. And then the Cobras are the Cobras and the Predators are the Predators, like both solid teams. Like you could almost put those four just like at number five together, like tied in my opinion. And oh. you, you got to put them somewhere, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it, you just, you shouldn't it be is. too upset yeah. or you shouldn't be too happy one way or the other as a, as a fan of any of these teams, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, we've seen it come down to the wire in both the American league and the national league over the last few years. So of course, yeah, everyone has to get ranked somewhere. Um, I will say that, if anyone has any room to be upset, I would say it's the Magic franchise. Just because you guys did make it to the ALCS last year, you finished strong, you picked up Trevor Bonham. Once again, like you said, you didn't pick up any draft picks this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. Someone has, you know, Kyle has to make a decision and rank these teams. Um, I think a lot of the, I guess, maybe uncertainty with the Magic organization would just to see um, – how long you know Trevor and Jason can continue to be a dominant one-two punch on the mound? Um, mm-hmm. I think just just speaking candidly here, nothing against Trevor at all. Love the kid, um, but I think uh, <laughs> this is a this is a this is a strong word, but I'll use it because that's what I said in the car yesterday when I was with Kyle. Um, I believe Bonham was quote unquote exposed by Drew Davis in their last mm-hmm. meeting. Uh, I believe Drew homered four times off of Trevor Bonham, so that you know that can raise that can raise concerns amongst amongst a franchise if you know if someone can pick up the ball that easily off of one guy in multiple times in the series. So Bonham gonna have to make some adjustments, maybe especially against Drew Davis, and uh, just to continue to evolve his arsenal. Because I mean, I think you know too, Trevor doesn't have the most like dynamic stuff and craziest movement, but he knows how to pitch, he knows how to locate, 
and he yep. um he knows how to work the speed limit and stuff like that. So I think that's uh it'll be interesting to see Trevor's game evolve this year and see what he does. But um that's I think part of the reason why the Magic are where they're at. But I just just speak honestly, Jack. You can speak biasly. Yeah. Do you think like the Magic are are uh, being a bit slept on here in these rankings? Um, you know, candidly, like not really. I think maybe we could have maybe the Mallards and the Magic could have swapped a little bit and mm-hmm. or swapped, and that would have been fine. But you know, you guys picked up a phenomenal player, and uh, that that's going to catapult your team. Like, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. So. You know the, and and just to comment on that that series with uh, with the Cobras, I don't really think that was uh, as much a lack of Trevor performing as it was Drew Davis just raising his game to mm-hmm. like the next level that day. He was just on, and it was like pretty. It was just like well, you know what are we gonna do here? That's yeah, confidence. Like yeah, it, he had his confidence rolling. He had the bat rolling. So I you know I'm still confident in in Trevor. I'm still happy with with how the trade worked out i'm excited to have him for a full season you know as far as the power rankings go we were ranked preseason eight last year exactly i want to say and we ended up three we ended up three we made it to the alcs um you know i think these power rankings are obviously influenced on uh you know by the by the draft picks which we didn't have one Mm -hmm. so that hurts um but that's all speculation so Mm -hmm. Like I said at the beginning, you know, one way or the other, no matter if you're a D-backs fan or a Predators fan, I wouldn't really look too much into these power rankings. Yeah, I will say I think the Preds kind of ended up at number eight just due to the fact that um, there's a lot of question marks around their draft pick. They did finish last place in the American League last year. So to me, it's no surprise just based on the facts in front of us that the Predators ended up number eight here. And the D-backs, once again, just team chemistry is outstanding. Jimmy Norp, one of the best players in the league. Um, I think they've, they've earned themselves that number one spot. But you mentioned the Magic starting out number eight last year and finishing number three. And in the year prior, Jack, in 2020, the number eight preseason team was the Great Lakes Gators, who, as we know, yep. went on to win the World Series that year. So I'm not saying the Magic, Cobras, or Preds are guaranteed to win the World Series this year, but I am saying that take these with a grain of salt. There's a lot of wiffle ball to be played still. And like they say, Jack, you got to play the games. Right. You yeah, that's why games. we play the games. That's why we play the games. Just a number on the screen right games. now. Every team's record is equal. Standings are all tied right now, folks. This is just rankings on a piece of paper. It doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, yeah. I think that will transition beautifully, Jack, into this week's Q of the Day. And we're overdue for a Q of the Day. So let's let's get into one here. Let's do it. Q. 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 Of the Day. Thank you guys for continuing to submit questions for the Q of the day. Uh, this week's question comes from Nigel, and he says, um, it's actually a question for you, Jack, and he says, uh, There's, there were some serious studs in this draft class and really every draft up to this point. So how much of a disadvantage, if any, are the Magic at having not gotten a draft pick in the last two drafts? What do you think, Jack? Yeah, this was a really good question. Um, my personal thoughts on it are, from a talent perspective, uh, in terms of the magic roster, I don't really feel like we're at that much of a disadvantage. I agree. Um, I, I think Trevor is still a top three, four pitcher in the league. I'm happy with how that trade worked out. Um, and really adding Liam Jackson kind of like 
mixed up the rules really for how waiver how the waiver wire worked um because that was kind of like a sneaky ad that mm-hmm. was basically just a draft pick yeah um so he kind of made up for that i'm still happy with Liam's ability at the plate so from a talent perspective i would say not really much of a disadvantage if any at all however from uh organization looking into the future just based purely on age I would say that's one risk that the magic has is that we're pretty much all kind of the same age concentrated. You know, I'm 23 years old. I'm not sure how old those other guys are, but they're, you know, at least like 20, 21, Mm -hmm. um, somewhere in there. So like, we don't have like a 16, 17 year old on the team as some of these younger guys are that are getting drafted. So that's one, that's one sort of risk I would say that the magic have. Um, I wouldn't, necessarily cause it a disadvantage because that doesn't really matter for like actually playing right now like this season um but going forward you know that that would that's one concern that i would have as a manager yeah that's fair i think it's a good analysis like you said you got liam jackson out of the deal you got jason chadwick in your first draft and now you have bonham who was also selected in that first draft so you guys have made out pretty good um and like you said you made it to the alcs last year so we'll see how this year pans out for the magic um I will say, yeah, in terms of your guys' age, once again, like you just said, not a, I wouldn't say it's a huge concern right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the league um, like evolves over the years and you know who stays, maybe who moves away and whatnot. But for now, I'd say you guys are good to go. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Mallards organization. And to be yeah. honest with you, when I traded away Trevor, I more so was in like the rebuild mode of like, okay, it's time to make the organization younger. It might take us a couple years, whatever. But then... Once we got the number one pick and Robles was in the conversation, it was like, okay, I guess we're going to try to win now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that kind yeah, of shifted sure. everything. That, that dictated getting Jordan Robles was like, that dictated me getting Ben Wilson. You know what I mean? So I, right. I would not have traded away that sixth pick if we didn't get such a strong number one choice. So um, it's hard. You, you can make plans for a team and an organization, but sometimes, you know, it's such a dynamic situation and things happen so quickly that you got to really be able to act quick and um, think quick and just hope for the best for your franchise. I will say that the Magic, one thing I like now with the addition of Trevor, and this was you know no accident, is I think the chemistry is very strong in the organization, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've relied on um, Jason for a lot of scouting and input um, when it comes to management decisions. You know, ultimately the decisions are mine. Um, But, you know, he was definitely an advocate for trading for Trevor. I know they're really good friends. Um, And so that chemistry was pretty much just picked up instantly. Right. You know, right. Right. As soon as Trevor got into organization, it was kind of like smooth sailing from there. So I'm looking forward to having him for a full season. I think um, I think that'll be a real difference maker just in the overall team's confidence Mm -hmm. of having two very solid pitchers um, to, to go either game. So, you know, I'm excited for that in 2022. Yeah, and once again, just kind of that mojo change for Trevor. Um, I know he has potential. We saw it when he put on the purple jersey. Um, We saw his bat wake up late in the year. So I just think, once again, we talked about last year, Jack, when the trade went down. It was just a mutually beneficial move. And um, I think he's going to thrive with the Magic, playing alongside Jason and Liam Jackson. So I'm I'm, once again, I had the Magic in a similar position on my power rankings, but I... no doubt in my head, are by thinking the Magic have no shot. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, yeah. You, if you think about it, you have two pitchers who have potential to be aces. You have have good bats in Jason, Trevor. We've seen Liam hit the ball consistently. 
Um, not so much last year, but in 2020, he was one of the more dynamic hitters in the league. So, um, I mean, Magic fans, they know. You guys have been ranked in the bottom every single year. You've never yeah. missed the postseason. Every year, you give the top teams a run for their money late. So, it's just something about that franchise that you guys always get a little extra pep in your step when it comes crunch time. We've, we've been here before, folks. All you Absolutely. Magic fans out there, you know that as soon as these power ranking comes out, you basically metaphorically crumble them up into a ball and Kobe them into your nearest trash can <laughs> because they really don't mean diddly squat. So <laughs> we're going to go out there. We're going to go out there and we're going to win this year and we'll see what the, what the postseason, you know, what the end, end season power rankings look like. That might have to be the quote of the week, Jack. I'm going to have to put that one in a graphic for you because it's, it's true. It's true. And that's exactly what Kyle was saying when I told him we were going to talk about the power rankings today on the podcast. But it, it does provide us as the creators and as um as league members i think it provides us with pretty good entertainment we sit back with a bu- with a bowl of popcorn and watch the comment section just explode on every single time we post any kind of power rankings so it's, it's great i do love i hilarious. do love the content it's, yeah it's great pretty hilarious so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, moving right along here. As promised, we are now joined by two more rookies of the 2022 MLW season. We have Landon Yurgaitis of the Eastern Eagles, who selected fourth overall, as well as Trey Flood, who was selected sixth overall by the D-backs, and that was the pick they acquired from the Mallards for Ben Wilson. So two kids here, um, both young, 16, 15, somewhere in there, um, and both part of the Bay City Wiffle Ball League. So guys, welcome to Pipe It Up. Thank you for having us, Tom. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, thanks for having us. Long time no see. I saw these fellows at spring training a couple days ago, so it's good to get back on the phone with them. Um, guys, if you, I don't think you've ever met Jet, Mr. Jack Agner here. He's my co-host. Say hello. What's up, Hi, Jack? Folks. What's up? He's not as scary as he looks, I promise, but he is a bit smelly. Uh, so uh, get that on Zoom. Just kidding. Jack smells <laughs> great. <laughs> um but anyway, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. I do appreciate it. And I um, just wanted to hear some more input from the rookies as there's a lot of questions out there, I think, from people who have watched the league, studied the league, dreamt about playing in the league, just kind of how that experience goes. So um, I wanted to start with you guys from your beginnings as wiffle ball players. So when did you guys actually start the Bay City Wiffle Ball League? And was that before or after you had discovered MLW? All right, so basically for me, I kind of found MLW probably back in 2016 was when I first found it just on YouTube. Um, we built like a pretty bad field in my backyard and just improved it year to year. Uh, I met Landon during the pandemic in 2020. And basically the league just really started out with four teams from there. We have six teams this year and, Jeez. you know, it's hopefully, hopefully it continues to grow. That's sweet. Thanks, Trey. How about you, Landon? Uh, you know, it's basically just what Trey touched on. Um, we met in 2020, like just during downtime. 
I posted like a wiffle ball field video on in, on uh, YouTube, and he just randomly commented asking to meet up sometime and play, and then it's just gone up from there. Well, that's actually sweet. So you guys actually sweet. met each other through wiffle ball. Like, yeah. We that's... played uh, Little League Baseball against each other when I was 12 and he was 11, mm-hmm. and like 11 and 10 or whatever. And But we didn't really like talk to each other. Like we were just two kids on different teams, and then – he just messaged me one time, and then it's just gone up from there, really. Well, guess what? Now you're just two kids on different teams once again, so we're back to square yep. one here. Enemies. <laughs> Friends, but enemies. Full circle. Full circle moment. <laughs> so, and Trey, you said you found MLW in 2016. Landon, was it similar for you? Uh, I found it in 2017. 2017. Oh, great year. Um, okay, cool. So now I kind of have some perspective. Um now, when you discovered MLW and eventually started your own league, was it ever even like a goal of yours or in the back of your head to try to become a part of MLW? Or was it more so you guys wanted to just watch from afar, play in the tournaments, and then you know run your own thing up in Bay City? Oh, for me personally, like when I started, like I didn't realize it was in Brighton probably until about 2019. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I think... I realized it wasn't Brighton. I actually bought some merch back then. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And then uh, 2020, we went to the tournament, mm-hmm. and we finished third. So I was pretty happy with that. But, uh, you know, I kind of thought then after that tournament that, like, maybe one day, like, maybe in the future, in the next few years, maybe we could get in. But I wasn't – I honestly wasn't thinking that would happen so quickly, you know. It was super cool. I mean, we finished finished uh we went to both the illinois and brighton tournament honestly mm-hmm. hoping that maybe it could help get our draft position up and you know it worked yeah i'm sure your parents are thrilled who drove you six hours to illinois <laughs> that you guys got picked up and it worked oh, yeah. out for you yeah shout out to the parents of all mlw fans and tournament participants who travel with their children to series and events we really appreciate it landon how about you uh, you know, I had no idea where it was, and then I did. I still didn't really even know where it was till about probably the 2020 tournament. Like Trey, mm-hmm. we signed up like literally the last day available for the 2020 tournament. That's sweet. I had no idea like I even wanted to do it because I was pretty trash to be honest. And like Trey, literally hardcore carried our team to <laughs> the semifinal Trey, game. Trey just throws smoke. <laughs> Now, you guys are and all like you guys are all baseball players, all athletic, so like it works. Yeah, it does. Like this year, Trey still really carried us pitching, but our team hitting overall got so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you guys who don't know, so the Bay City Bonecrackers is their MLW tournament name, and uh, they have nice blue jerseys with green pinstripes, and they've been to three tournaments now: two in Brighton, and yes, they're from Bay City, which is a Michigan. Um, city so not too far but then they also came to the tournament in illinois last year so that was they were driving right alongside of us making that long trip to the midwest slugfest um so landon let me go to you first um when you were selected by the eagles and daniel schultz old wise dirty dan were you excited to be playing for him um candidly speaking or were you hoping to maybe end up somebody somewhere else uh to be honest i was just excited to get drafted to a team in general that's a nice way of saying no. Fair, fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just, like, it's super cool, and it was kind of just something, like, I kind of just wanted to do. 
like I just love wiffle ball and I've been playing on my side the side of my house since like me and my brothers are like five and six and stuff so that's so cool I've been doing it Same for a us. while and it was just I mean pretty sweet to get drafted by any team yeah. to be honest Dan, I love you. Sorry, that was, just, that was just on a tee for me. Um, <laughs> Trey, Trey, your, your perspective is a little bit different, and I'm curious to hear from you. Um, you were drafted by the defending champs, Captain Jimmy Norp, you know, one of MLW's most popular players. Does that give you, like, more added pressure, you think, coming in, or are you just excited to be on a winning team with a lot of chemistry? There's a voice crack. Uh, similar to Landon, uh, you know, I was just super excited to get drafted to any team. And then when Norp first hit me up about getting drafted or whatever, I was pretty excited. Like, I mean, obviously they're the defending champs, you know, Norp comes in with a lot of energy every game. He's a good manager, really cares about the game of wiffle ball. So, I mean, honestly, I don't feel uh, as much pressure uh, maybe as some of the other rookies. I'm not sure, but I personally don't feel too much pressure coming in just because, you know, Jimmy, you know, you got Jimmy, Jonah, uh, Shima, and you already got a good team behind me. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, I probably won't get too much, too many innings this year, but when I do, I, hopefully I use them to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure Jim will find a way to work you in there. He's a he's a sneaky good manager, so he does a good job at keeping his players happy. I know that. Um, but in the aftermath of you guys uh, getting drafted here, uh, Landon, we'll start with you. What was the what was the reaction from, you know, all their friends and, and family after uh, after hearing about you? you being selected fourth overall so my friends i don't they kind of take it as a joke sometimes and then i'll show them like the videos like they all came over and watched like i was like oh guys i'm getting drafted so they all came over and watched and like oh well this is actually like pretty legit stuff because i've done like wiffle ball leagues with just like my friends in general and it's just us just kind of having fun and like calling me a sweat at it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know. It's just, it was pretty, like, they think it's pretty cool. My family, I mean, they just don't even know what it is. So like I show it to them and they're like, oh, this looks very, very good, very professional, very clean. So it was like, they kind of liked it. I mean, I bet you they'll watch some of them. They like asked me about it and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure they'll get to know it for sure uh, in the coming years. How about you, Trey? Oh, uh, yeah. So basically the day of the draft video, uh, Landon just had a bunch of his friends and like family over to his house. And we basically just waited till four o'clock and watched the video. <laughs> and nice. then, like, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a video out there somewhere of like everyone just screaming and stuff. And we got drafted. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but that is cool. Yeah. yeah. I we mean, the footage. I don't know. Obviously, uh, We'll see. I, I don't think my parents were too happy when they heard they had to drive me to Brighton, but you know, <laughs> it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it for sure. Hey, we talked about it. It's actually it's not as uh, it's not as many trips as you may think, as the season's pretty spread yeah. out. So, um, and you you guys are closer than I thought you were after talking to you a couple of days ago. But um, anyway, yeah, that's cool. You guys told me you're you had that little watch party, so that's that's awesome. And yeah, I'd love to see the footage of that too. Um, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure your two teammates from your. Uh, tournament team are a little bit jealous that you guys are in MLW and they're just a little too young still. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I will, I, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, their time might come. Their time might come very soon. So <laughs> I'm sure th- I'm sure they'll be at the tournaments again this summer. Hopefully be happy to have them again. And now they can keep grinding and proving themselves. So I wanted to add one more thing. Um, as you guys probably saw, including the listeners um, on our MLW social media accounts, we posted a picture 
of a signed wiffle ball from the Bay City Bonecrackers from a few years ago. And there was a simple quote written on the ball, and it said, remember us in five years. And that was in 2020. So less than two years later, we remembered them. And not only that, we also selected them into our draft. So I think it kind of comes full circle on what Trey said is they thought maybe one day it was a possibility, but it happened a little bit sooner than they thought. So that's pretty cool. And it's cool that uh, Kyle saved that ball. Yeah, I agree. Pretty cool that Kyle saved that ball. I didn't even know that it existed. I wasn't important enough to receive an artifact of that magnitude. But I'm glad somebody got it, you know. Landon and Trey will pretty soon find out that I'm the butt of every joke around the league nowadays, and I just beat up myself. So you'll learn my time, boys. You're still still young. But I also wanted to say, because this is funny, that so as I do with all the MLW guys, including the rookies, um, you know, I texted these two and I was like, hey, here's my cell phone number. I don't always respond to Instagram DMs if I don't see them. So I was like, literally, feel free to call me or text me or FaceTime me whenever with any questions about, you know, anything. Just trying to be an open book. And they're like, okay, sounds good. And they have been very good communicators. I've loved them. And then <laughs> Friday, <laughs> I, was, I was downtown at like probably 10, 15, and I see a phone call coming, and it says, FaceTime from Landon and Trey. And I'm like, what do these two want? It's Friday at 10 o'clock. <laughs> but I was like, I'll be a man of my word. So I open it, and I can barely hear them. I'm at like a restaurant downtown. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm out and about. And then I just, it's just see Trey's face looking at me. And he's like, he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's going on? He goes, oh, you didn't call me? And I'm like, no, I didn't call you. What do you need? And he's like, ah, oh, it must have been Landon. And I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> I just hung up. <laughs> Landon, uh, so I think what happened is Landon must have butt-dialed us or okay. it, was, it definitely was not me because my friends can vouch for me my phone was flat on the counter and it, it, it popped up ringing FaceTime from you two so it was one of you two was the culprit <laughs> first of all I would like to explain my reasoning why it was most definitely not me who called <laughs> but it, all right? you gave a clue <laughs> yeah, so first of all it was my dad's we were celebrating my dad's birthday so I wasn't even on, I was wasn't even on my phone in general, right? Okay. So then, my I always keep my phone on silent too. Like I I turn the little moon thingy on in the setting. Yeah, you guys, what's a, is that a Bay City thing? Both you guys have my notifications muted. I feel kind of I feel kind of yeah, like I'm so secondary. Yeah, so my my phones are always on silent. And when I opened up my phone, I saw the missed call too. So it was definitely Trey, because Trey's always just messing around like that. So <laughs> it, was def- it was definitely Trey. All right, Trey, explain yourself. <laughs> Okay. And, and, so. and my last year, Trey, <laughs> Trey was in the call and I wasn't. That's why I thought maybe you butt out me because Trey looked just as clueless as I was when I answered the phone. No, Trey, Trey definitely called it. So I opened up my phone and what I just saw was a missed call from you uh, two on FaceTime. So then I call it back like thinking I missed something. So honestly, I have no idea like what happened. But uh, uh, I just open it up and I no see no one Tom's wants to ear. confess. Yeah, Tom's I ear. I told, well, because I, yeah, I told you I was out and about, so I hold the phone to my ear and I was like, "Hey," and I was trying to hear what you guys were saying. I thought maybe it was important and you guys needed me, so I didn't want to let the call go. I mean, come on, I got to be a good, I got to be a good leader here. So, hey, that just shows you. Anybody listening, I'm a loyal guy. I'll answer the phone yeah. day or night. Okay, but if you if you pull some nonsense, I mean, like this, maybe next time I'll just let you go. I'll let you send me the voicemail. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. Well, 
it's a pleasure having you guys in the league. Um, I'm super excited for the, the coming weeks as you guys um, may or may not be playing in your first series as official MLW Wiffleball players. So from the tournament scene to the league, congratulations, and I'll uh, see you boys soon. Yep, thanks for having us on. Not a problem. Talk to you later. Jack, it's funny talking to them and um, just, you know, realizing the age difference as you and I are, you know, 22, 23, and I think they're like 16 and 15 or something like that. So it's, it's a big difference, seven, it's, seven it's or eight wild. years. But I wanted to get your opinion on it. Do you enjoy that part of the game and of this league, kind of the age difference amongst players, or do you see it as kind of odd? What's, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, no, you know, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I'm 23 now. For example, there's a, there's a freshman on our lacrosse team who, you know, plays the same position as me. So I've kind of like been mentoring him to some extent, obviously. And he's 18 years old and that's, that's five years mm -hmm. of an age difference. Like that, a lot happens between when you're 18 and when you're 23, yep. but I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I try to, uh, bestow as much knowledge as I can upon, you know, those that, you know, I was in their shoes once too. Right. And I try to tell them stuff that I wish someone told me, you know, when I was that yep. age. And I think it's really cool that MLW like has that age gap because it just goes to speak about, you know, the ability of like anyone to play this game, right. You can be old, young, um, you know, and those guys, will, those guys can compete. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, uh, Trey said that his parents are going to have to drive him. So I don't imagine he's 16 years old. Yeah. I think he's 15. So, so that's, I'm eight years older than him. I'm almost a decade older than him mm -hmm. and we could be facing off against each other. So I, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, it, it shows, you know, how inclusive the league can be. And like we already talked about a little bit earlier on the pod, like it's important to have, those types of pieces, those types of players uh, within the league, if we if we want to, you know, be sustainable going forward. Yeah, I agree, and um, I also think it's cool, and I think that's just something that the game of wiffle ball is kind of built on. You know, it's a game where you go outside with your your aunts, your uncles, your family, your sister, and everybody just plays. And a lot of times, you know, it really just levels the playing field. The game of wiffle ball, because um, especially with us, you know, having a speed limit and stuff like that. It really is um, geared towards leveling the competition for any athlete. So whether you're 15 or 16 or if you're 25, 26, um, all it takes is some good hand-eye coordination, mental toughness, team chemistry. Those are the things that contribute to wins. So I think, once again, wiffle ball was a sport designed to be played by people of all ages, and I think we kind of encompass that with um, just bringing in players from, uh, you know, all different ages. I, mean, I think there it, I mean, it goes to an extent, right? You can't have people who are like right. eight or nine that would never work, or like guys who are fifty. But right, um, but you can I, have but a pretty I mean, good range. But think about just how MLW like started, like back in its roots. Like at one point, some of the only few players in the league were Brendan Schultz and your sister Rachel. Mm -hmm. Like that. Th that's like boy and girl and i don't, I don't know how far five, apart five they are years. in age but yeah, it's five gotta, years five years like that's you know that's a big gap mm -hmm. so i mean it's it's cool and i think that's like you said that's what's unique about wiffle ball and uh what makes the sport great i agree it's like golf you can keep playing and keep playing and keep playing until one day you just say your body says no more for some yeah. like me it's like maybe 19 or 20 your body starts quitting on you for others it's like 60 so i don't know we'll see but uh, other than that, 
Uh, it's been a kind of a shorter episode, but I think uh, I don't want to drag it on too much. It's been a, it's been a good one. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, this was an action packed uh, episode. I would say I don't think there was ever a dull moment in here. I agree, Jack. Do you know how long SpongeBob is per episode? Um, I would say like twenty four minutes. Well, okay, so you're including that one. 30-minute time slot on Nickelodeon has two Spongebob episodes. An episode of Spongebob is only about 11 and a half minutes, I believe. So that's all it takes to really oh, wow. impact someone's life. So we've spent more than enough time, I think, on this on this podcast tonight <laughs> with that. But um, shout-out to Spongebob, legendary show. But uh, thanks for tuning Thank in, boys and girls. Um, the next time you hear my voice on this podcast will actually be post-opening day. So that's exciting as we are playing that wow. this Sunday. Be sure to stay tuned on MLW's Instagram at MLW underscore Wiffle for the start time, possible IG live, all that kind of stuff. So tune in. It's an exciting time to be an MLW fan, and uh, see you fellas next week. Peace.